Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Carl Anthony Towns, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Joey Devine, Hot Rod Williams. Sharif Abdul Rahim, Al Farouk Aminu, Sean Keen, Juan Carlos Navarro, Vinny Del Negro, Khalid Alamine, Special Guest Billy Wayne Davis. Nando DiColo and musical guest John Wesley Harding and now the temporary host of Rumble Rock Joey Devine. Hi guys, welcome to Round Ball Rock. This is another non-Dave Schilling, a, a shill-free episode, uh, we like to call it. Dave is still working on the novel he's writing about Rudy Gobert's macaroni and cheese. Uh, he also apparently is a hip hop artist in France. Yeah. What does uh, that What does that mean? I mean, in France, it just means you're black. I think. Like, like, have you heard <laughs> Tony Parker rap? No, I have not. I think like if you are not a white person in France, they just give you like a three right. album deal and are like, let's just see what you got. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That velvety southern tone you hear is today's guest, Billy Wayne Davis. I uh, did. I was I not? No, you're good. No, 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 I just no. wanted to give some context no, to who's a, talking. I like uh, that. And then Sean Keen. Sean, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Billy, how you doing? I'm well. Welcome to Roundball Rock. It's cool to be here. And at first, I was like, "Who are these other people being introduced?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I 
I I think what Don Pardo was doing. That's there, who that was, right? That was Don Pardo. Don Pardo. Yes. The ghost of Don Pardo works for our podcast. It did sound like a ghost He's version spooky. of Don Pardo. <laughs> uh, he re- weirdly he was naming NBA players with three names, not unlike our guest uh. Billy Wayne Davis, but he left out Chris Douglas Roberts. Um, did he? <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> I, on purpose. <laughs> Chris Douglas Roberts, uh, Memphis great. Yeah. College like. running mate of Derrick Rose. Did they both play at Memphis? Yeah, I think so. They were on that. Derrick Rose played at Memphis? Yeah. That one That's year the Calipari when they lost in overtime team. in the finals. Well, the uh, non-championship team. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the sorry. Bill Self. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Douglas Roberts couldn't make a free throw. Yeah. Did, have you guys seen the 30? I haven't seen the Calipari 30 for 30 yet. Uh, does it explain how he's basically a criminal? Because that's the only way I. Would I mean, without it. a doubt. I mean, have you ever been to Kentucky? No. That's. I mean, I went to. I went. To, I played junior college baseball in Tennessee, and then I went to Western Kentucky University. And growing up in Tennessee, like football's like the thing. Uh-huh. And then I didn't realize you go to Kentucky, and they could care less about the fall. It is about Kentucky basketball. It's everything's basketball. Everything's basketball, and it's the whole state, right? It is people that you wouldn't even think care about it. It's it's insanity. It's like I guess high school football in Texas. That's how Kentucky basketball is. So it's criminal. It is. <laughs> you would have to be a criminal or an insane person and be like, I want to be in charge of this. I got it. Yeah. Well, Calipari to me, he feels like a uh like a Tony Soprano character when I see him. I'm just like that guy is like I feel I, like he's more like CIA and like Rick Patino is like <laughs> like Tony Soprano. I mean, yeah. Rick Patino is certainly a j- funny like the Sopranos were because he had sex with that woman in that Italian restaurant that one time. Well, and I'm sure yeah. it happens <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. Because he's in Louisville, which is like an even shadier place yeah. than Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh Calipari from what I from what I was able to tell, he's like the he almost seemed like an old timey Vito Corleone. Like like yeah, he's he's a bad guy, but he's our bad guy. Yes, and he takes no, that's care the way yes. And so he go like he goes to the draft every year. Because and they asked him about it, and he said, "Well, you know, would you skip your son's graduation?" Well, that's his job. I yeah. mean, he goes to these kids in high school and like, "Do you want to be a millionaire?" Yeah, give me a year, you'll be a thousandaire, uh-huh. and then in a year, you'll be a millionaire. Yeah, and yeah. you can stay as long as you want, but you can also leave after a year. Yeah. Um, well, he, I'm a Duke fan, which is everyone goes nuts about that. And by the way, it's like almost hacky to hate Duke at this point. <laughs> That's true. Can I just say like every year I'm like, okay, it gets it's now the sports ball joke of like, "Oh, Duke." You're like, "Okay, there's I the mean, worst. your Duke fandom was spoken about pretty at length by Aaron Lennox. I know she still does on this episode. <laughs> this is our or, second this is our second uh we've completed our second couple of guests. Yeah. We had Megan D- Gailey and C.J. Toledano, and now we've had Aaron Lennox and Billy Wayne Davis. Nice, yeah. yeah. None of none of our actual partners have appeared on the podcast, mm-hmm. however. Well, you guys should. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep things separate. Well, she loves North. I mean, she went to UNC, but like, what drives me crazy about her 
is like she buys into that like it's the state school you know the tobacco road <laughs> yeah right it's a state school and i'm like you went to durham academy and played high school basketball with the shashevsky daughters so if anything your love of north carolina makes no sense it makes <laughs> less sense than my love of duke well duke feels like a team you could just pick up in another place no, no, I, I yeah. the Bobby deal. Hurley is the reason I like Duke. Ah, well, Because yeah. I was in sixth grade. I was six foot nothing. I mean, I was five foot nothing in sixth grade. A hundred uh-huh. nothing? A hundred and nothing pounds. <laughs> and you look at, like, who should be my role model? Oh, that little kid running the team right there. <laughs> yeah. That's Winning who, title yes, after title. Yes. Can't, can barely touch the rim, you know, and people are like, oh, it's racism. Like, I mean, maybe if a sixth grader can be racist, but it was, <laughs> it's not because he was white. It's because that guy looks kind of like me, and he's doing—he plays the position I play. I, I mean, he's certainly a less objectionable uh, choice than Rudy, Rudy Rudiger, oh, uh, so. the the worst short person ever uh, in sports history. <laughs> oh, the a guy, Notre a Dame guy, who guy? Com- yeah, a guy yeah. who complained his way onto a Notre Dame football team. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> was he a criminal? Rudy? Yeah. I think his partner was that the John Favreau character without a doubt. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I met that dude. He used to, uh, quote unquote, manage this hypnotist named, oh, he's a Native American guy. <laughs> so Rudy's, the John Favreau character from Rudy went on to manage a Native American hypnotist? Yeah. Wow. I met him, and like he was very proud of who he was. Like, oh, I, I met bet. him at the Zanies uh green room. And like I didn't know who he was at first, but do you know how when people act like, hey, I'm kind of a big deal? Yeah. yeah. I just kept remember thinking like, I don't know who this guy is, but he might be somebody. <laughs> and I went to the manager, I was like, yo, who's the sweaty dude in the back with the uh, John Redcorn or whatever his name was? Um a J Medicine hat. That's the <laughs> hypnotist's uh, name Jamie. He's since passed. Very nice guy. <laughs> uh, and he was, and she was the manager. Was like, oh, that's that's Rudy's best friend. And I was like, from the movie. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's the real life guy. And like after that, I was like, just I couldn't be in that green room enough because I was just <laughs> like, I got it. <laughs> got to soak all this in. And like I think Favreau did that guy. Do you know how like over the top? kind of Favreau played that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favreau kind of dialed the guy down. <laughs> Where he's like, no one's going to believe this is the human being. But it was like, this guy's a lot. But I could see him like pressure, like you said, like pressuring people into being like, this is my dude. This is my dude. <laughs> hey, guys, we're all throwing our jerseys away if Rudy doesn't play. Are we? I'm like, you're not even on the team. <laughs> How did you get in the locker room? The sweaty guy just said you're boycotting the game. Is this true? Because you want the janitor to play? He's got a baseball bat. <laughs> he he knows a lot of stuff about my children somehow. Yeah. I don't even know I had that one kid. <laughs> yeah. No, it was that was a, I forgot all about that until you said that. The best part of that movie though is Ned Beatty when he gets the sack and he just does that clap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I almost teared up thinking about that part, like his dad being like, yeah, that's okay. He did. The whole time his dad's like, I mean, you could work here. You probably should work here. 
You're gonna keep going to college? <laughs> <laughs> like it's even if you even if you get on the field, I mean what's what's step two? It, I mean, everyone's confusion was correct <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. Where they're like, I mean Okay. You wanna No, you shouldn't <laughs> you would like yeah, it is like they're really he's being a really good parent. Yeah, actually. his dad is trying to protect his son from dying and he's in made a football the villain. Game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you think his dad watches this like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and they let him have a sack. Can we be honest? Can we be honest about this? He didn't earn any of this. Yeah, that is a. But yeah, so Bobby Hurley as a short, as a short kid, because I also was a short kid, is definitely less objectionable a hero than Rudy. Rudy oh, yeah, is the worst short sports. Well, hero he could play. Can have. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got. I, there's, there's in college sports dumb. My dad's like a big front runner to any school he's been affiliated with, so. That's University of Wisconsin, and then every once in a while, my dad will be texting me about USC's success. I was like, "You were sort of you sort of worked there while you were finishing your thesis from another school, and then you left because a sheik tried to bribe you." And and that's your connection with USC. But when they're good he's at football, like, yeah, he's like, Reggie Bush. "You see my Trojans? You see Matt Leiter? <laughs> my alma mater, USC." <laughs> But that's he also a, he's like it's a fun bandwagon. I mean, he's got a good one. USC's like pretty good every year, so he's uh -huh. like, hey, yeah, I, I stayed there for a little bit. Well, and and it's it's like easier with Wisconsin because you just have to figure out which tall white guy with a crew cut shooting threes is going to be the guy. My dad definitely has high hopes for Sam Decker. As an NBA prospect, I like Sam Decker. I'm I have high hopes for Sam Decker as an NBA yeah. prospect. But my dad's a real uh, iconoclast, a little bit. Like my whole family roots for Notre Dame. My dad's like, I hate Notre Dame. I'm with your dad, and that's where the Duke thing came in. Is that his brothers really liked Duke? I think like right around that same those same uh, early teams. And my dad was just like, <sighs> it's not like he likes North Carolina. He hates North Carolina too. So. Yeah, I hate college basketball. <laughs> See, I'm so. weird about because I'm indifferent to UNC. So the whole like, like Aaron's like, so you'll cheer for UNC when when they're not playing Duke. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you're not all, you're not looking at the ACC standings. <laughs> oh no, I have besides UNC, I couldn't name. I mean, Wake Forest, I think the and, Demon Deacons. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, Virginia. I don't give a shit about the ACC. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm not even. I'm not sure who's in the conference anymore either. Uh, it's impressive what Coach K has done. Like the Lucas brothers and I have talked about this. Like it's the best program. It's the best basketball. program. I mean, not for making professional athletes, but for for winning for winning college for winning minor league championships. I sure. think, but I think that changed like four years ago, and now they're starting because that's that's what brought me on to the Duke thing was the Calipari thing. Was because when Calipari started doing that at Kentucky, mm -hmm. just like one and done, I'm just trying to make teams. This is how it is. Like uh, Jeff Capel got hired back at Duke, and he's the one that started rec helping recruit those one and done players. 
because they, I mean, they still got to be compete and right. you can't mm-hmm. compete anymore. Well, you, the the thing that really about Duke recently, there's been their last national championship. The whole way they were going in the tournament, everybody seemed like their reaction was still like, oh, oh yeah, even NCAA? me. Oh, that year they oh, won. Duke just won the title. That was yeah. Even me, I was like at. During the championship, I was like, "What is happening?" Right, yeah. and they and they did, they kind of didn't play well even in the first half of that game, but nope. somehow it was like, "Yep, I think Leal Okafor, champion." I think that's Coach K, though. Is that Okafor? That's the guy with the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. Julio no. Okafor is going to be a Turkish League champion here pretty soon. And here's <laughs> the, here's the thing: I saw I got to go to Cameron that year, uh-huh. and I wasn't a huge fan of his until I saw him live. He's like he's like that guy that's like just quietly really smooth and like so graceful you don't realize how good he is until you watch him. Just the way he moves and just position just quiet like David Robinson almost, but without the you know, working out. See, part. as huh. an NBA fan I had the opposite experience with him because I don't really watch college basketball, and everyone was saying he was the second best player in the draft. And I was like, yeah, sure, this guy's the second best player in the draft. And then I went to Summer League that year and watched Chris Stapp's Porzingis just dominate him. He blocked, like, five of his shots, and I was like, that guy's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, he, he has a chance if he's on a team that only has, like, two other centers. Uh, All right, we have... uh. That's enough college basketball talk for a while. That's my, no, no, that's my jam. No, Dave. Dave would have gotten us out of that much quicker. I'm. It's a. Does he hate it? No, I hate it the most. But he. Uh, but can I ask why? Why do I hate college basketball? Do people um, on the podcast understand your hatred? Of I it? think so, but I'll go over it again. Um, because it's an inferior product to NBA basketball, just entirely. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So why watch college when I can watch the NBA? Because it's a different style of play. Yeah, but I it's a worse they... style of play. I don't necessarily agree. The with shot that. clock it's... is longer. There's people are less athletic. There's way less dunks. But people aren't laying up or taking rest. It's there's a lot more energy and passion I think behind a college game than an NBA game. Yeah, this is well. I would say. I definitely prefer college football to the NFL, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that same reason of uh, every game is really important. And also, well, also college football is more creative than the NFL. Sure. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably the least college basketball hater of... The uh, three of us, yeah. Yeah, it's only that I don't have any... I don't have any college loyalty. That's either. the thing that like, ru- yeah. but it kind of ruins it in terms of um, like I don't, I don't, I don't have the hook of uh, like a team that I'm definitely seeing or always pulling for. Like growing up, I was a bigger fan in Tennessee of the Lady Vols of any college basketball because I mean our men's team. Who cares? Right, right. important, mm-hmm. and the Lady Vols just dominated. But I could still care less. Because you guys have watched women's basketball. Yes, yeah. I did watch the. It's the a 
I saw the second <laughs> half of the uh, the game oh, that the UConn UCB's... lost. Oh, that was beautiful. That was yeah. incredible. Yeah. That guy's another guy. Gino oh. Ariyama. I do not like him. Oh, I, I don't like him either. <laughs> My mom hates it. I definitely it you know, it's it he's I feel like there's some, I don't know specifically what I object to, but wouldn't you feel uncomfortable even if he was your lift driver even once? He, there's yeah, there's like a sleaze ooze off of him yeah. where you're like, I don't know about this he guy. And it seems a, like <laughs> oh, this is he's very sleazy, and it seems like he enjoys yelling at teenage girls a little too much. I, I don't even think it's teenage girls. I think it's human beings. <laughs> human beings. <laughs> I think if he was in if he was in nineteen uh, forties Germany, yeah. Be like, I'll be head of the camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, as long as we're still in a situation where I get to yell at everybody, I'm in charge, and no one will ever punch me for being obnoxious. Yes, I'm signed up. This like, sounds great. Isn't that why he's? I kind of feel like that's why he's not a men's coach. Is that someone would have fought him? Well, and it's weird. I could see him and like Rebecca Lobo, like, like she like, like shouldering up next. You just being like, "Are you sure you want to say that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he'd be like, oh, this has never happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that you would see screaming at his girlfriend outside of a bar at, like, 1230. And having no recourse. Yeah. yeah, and it being, like, such a bad fight that everyone's just like, oh, <laughs> what do we do here? Every Thursday. <laughs> Every Thursday was is it twelve forty five? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it, even even the uh, women's basketball analysts normally when they talk about a coach, it's like, well, that old Roy Williams, you know, he's like a a big liar, but he always has a story to tell, and like Coach K is beloved. Like, he seems like he's a very charming I think dude. He's just no Coach K is like no nonsense. He's a vampire. I am but convinced he is but an actual vampire. He, was he, must be, he must be smart and interesting to talk to because people like Rachel Nichols are always like, eh. Everyone, and I know a little, a lot about Coach K, is like, first of all, he was raised by like tough Polish immigrant parents. Sure. Then his coach in college at West Point, first of all, going to West Point, <laughs> the discipline involved in that. Mm-hmm. Then playing a sport while you're at West Point is impressive. Mm-hmm. And then your coach is Bobby fucking Knight. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you just add all those. Like, there's a level of discipline that you have ingrained in you that you don't even know you have. And then to come off as charming a yeah. little but bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, but it's the, I'm telling you, I have a theory that he is an actual vampire. Because he's not aging. He's got that jet black hair. Oh, he's and aging. Not well, either like that or he's normal just human force of will. He's not <laughs> yeah. allowing his hair to turn. No, I think right. that's yeah. yeah, and I think that that Polish too. There's a certain about that Eastern European where like no, 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 yeah, it's hair vampirism. Yeah. It's, it's, well, <laughs> no, I do feel I do feel like he was like someone that you know took care of his old Polish grandfather who lived to be like 106, and at the end he had to help him off the toilet and was just like. What are your pubes still jet black? Yeah. What's what's going on? Yeah. It was a weird analogy. Aaron's still mad at him because his daughter played ahead of her and Aaron was better than her, but they played the Shashevsky daughter because 
they wanted Coach K to come to the games. Ah. I love. And Did I, he come to the games? If she played, if she started. I love if that. She st- he would only come to the games if she That's started. That's my that favorite fucking fucked. part. <laughs> is they, if they didn't play, if she didn't play much, he just wouldn't come. <laughs> That's my favorite part. When I was in high school, Dave. <laughs> Either play or I don't come. Uh, when I was in high school, Dave Cowens was the head coach of the Warriors. Uh, and the one year Dave Cowens was the coach. And his daughter, Sam, was on our basketball team the one year she was there and i don't think he ever came to a game <laughs> well joe, joe montana came to um his sons went to a lot of different places but when they were at de la salle and conquered joe montana would come to the stands and verbally abuse the refs to oh, the point amazing. where like childhood memories were being shattered of just because i guess he is just in general one of those one of those, um, not even angry cursors, but just he, he just He's works just like, real blue all the time. He yeah. just says, it's like, oh, fucking this, fucking that. I love it. But when he like turns that. it on, it's like, what the fuck? And his, his, well, his children are like good athletes, but not that great. Well, I don't think he was a great athlete. Yeah. I think he's just that guy. <laughs> he's just a crazy competitor. It's like when people were like, this is one of my favorite, and I've, I've tried to work this into a bit, and it never works. Uh, but it's like when people are like, Michael Jordan's kind of a dick. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the most competitive person of all time is kind of a dickhead to hang out with? Uh-huh. No shit. They're like, yeah, he doesn't even like losing at ping pong or like he's like kind of a baby. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> he's one of the greatest athletes, and then you get around the other greatest athletes, then you have to have an edge. And his edge was, I'm going to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. Oh, he, I, I heard in, he wasn't a nice guy. My life ha- is ruined if I lose. And so if you're near me, your life is also ruined. <laughs> yes. In the David Halberstam book about him, one of his high school teammates tells a story about Michael Jordan cheating at Monopoly when he played with the, whatever the high school teammate and his high school and the high school teammate's mom was, it was just like a three-person game of Monopoly between his friend and his friend's mom. And Michael Jordan was cheating at Monopoly, like stealing money. What was yeah, he, doing? he was like hiding money because <laughs> I'm not getting cut again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> speak. I just remember. It would be that- great if he denounced that high school kid's mom in his Hall of Fame speech. Well, he <laughs> never tips either. Like he's a notorious. No tipper. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, like I know people in Vegas that know, like, he frequents there, and they're like, no, he never tips. And it's like, we know how much money you've got. Just yeah. We just look down at your silhouette on every other person's feet. Yeah. That's, um, that's a weird, that's weird. I just remembered a Sam Cowan story, a uh, Dave Cowan story. Uh, I was standing there. My friend was a big Warriors fan, too, and Dave Cowan's daughter, who, again, he was the coach of the Warriors in 2000, the 2000 season, which Sean and I decided the other day was the worst season in Golden State Warriors history. Mookie Blaylock. It's the most depressing season. Uh, They had a a (laughs) preseason hype video where they all danced. Well, the slogan was, it's a great time out. And they had bizarrely kind of a how would you describe that music? 
It was like salsa. Salsa, like a bunch of, of players salsa dancing in Oakland. They, in Oakland, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they clearly and they oh they shot it a lot of it through a fisheye lens because it was 1999 and uh, you just had to like if music was playing and, and you're filming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah, and uh, one of the guys like they clearly couldn't even get guys to show up to this video shoot because one of the dudes in it is. Uh, Seven foot center Tim Young mm-hmm. okay. from Stanford, just yeah. this big, very effective college player. But I think he was cut by like December. But they still played the promo at every commercial break because yeah. they didn't really have that many advertisers <laughs> either. Yeah, and you're like, and so it was like March, and you're like, who was? Oh yeah, Tim Young. He played like four games. Yeah. Do you I think you ever was, like came to the games? And was like, hey, that's pretty. Hey, it was, it was, it was a pretty good time out while was I was good, there. That was a good yeah, day. Wasn't but bad. yeah, my friend and I asked Sam who her dad was looking at for the draft this year, and she was like, "Oh, he really likes Shane Battier, so they're thinking of drafting him." And it was like, "Oh, you mean the best college player in the country?" Like, yeah, they better fucking look at Shane Battier. Yeah. <laughs> Old wrinkled head. <laughs> they uh, they passed on Shane Battier yep, that year, they by the did. way. <laughs> one pick after them. Alaska. That dude's from Alaska. That you was... love Alaska. I do love so, Alaska. Shane Bet Trajan Langdon, Carlos Boozer. Mm-hmm. Carlos Boozer's from Alaska, yeah. I'm, any other Alaska? I, I looked it up because Trajan Langdon is the Alaskan assassin. Yeah. And then Carlos Boozer does not have an Alaska team nickname. Carlos no. Boozer, the only player I know to sue Prince. Really? Yeah. That's true. Uh, uh, he rented his... For some reason, Prince was in Salt Lake City. No, this is in L.A. Oh, was it in yeah, L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he rented <laughs> like his house. It was when... Oh, it was like two blocks. Carlos Boozer was in... Carlos Boozer was playing for the jazz. Prince is recording an album. And he wants to rent a house for four months. And Carlos Boozer rented Prince his house. Okay. And when he came back from his season in Salt Lake City, his house was painted purple and, like, totally different. Yeah, there was all this stuff that he brought in, and he <laughs> sued Prince. And Prince apparently restored it right back to how it was and was deli- was extremely generous about it. Because he loves basketball. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, did I, guess. I like that he forgot? Like, I could see that because probably somebody's job was to turn it back. Yeah, and then they didn't because I could see Prince being like, I can't see him being like, no, leave it purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I could also see him being like hands on, where they're like, do you really want to put that symbol on a wrought iron gate? And he's like, yeah, well, just, someone else will take it off. I need it for my art. Stop bothering me with these details. I also think it's weird and that Boozer was in Utah the whole time and was like, didn't check up on his house at all. Like, I mean, right? Like, did no one give him a call and be like, "Hey, uh, your house?" Just so you know, it's purple now. It's purple. <laughs> did you know it was going to be purple? I know you, and this doesn't feel like a Carlos move. So there's, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's twelve. Ladies in bikinis who appear to be playing sitars outside mm-hmm. on your lawn 24-7, basically. Is that an Alaskan thing? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> so you love silk. Yes. <laughs> I'm guessing that someone did call and tell Carlos Boozer, but he was too busy screaming and one at the top of his lungs to hear the other person on the 
Ooh. end of his phone. Wait, have you seen him play basketball live, Joey? Is that what you're saying? Carlos Boozer? Any play of his career? I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> you can also hear it on television. <laughs> that did go away. The, for a while, that was the thing. Everyone was screaming. And but Carlos Boozer screamed more than any player I think I've ever watched play basketball. I've only been to one NBA game that was last year, I believe. I watched the Clippers play the Pacers, and what cracked me up, and this is just the definition of L.A. sports fan, uh-huh. it was we had wonderful seats. Mm-hmm. They were crazy affordable, mm-hmm. and Indiana was like the best team they played in months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just because there's no one, no marquee player for the Pacers, the yeah. In L.A., it was easy to find yeah. a ticket to the best game of the and year. And even though Indiana's best player is from Los Angeles, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. And another weird thing about uh, Aaron and I were just thrown off the whole game. First of all, the game started. You didn't even notice. No one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell. And Aaron was like, did the game just start? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, does anyone? I was like, I don't think they care. I don't think anyone <laughs> A couple times, like we were cheering, and you, we were like, you could see us visibly upsetting other people that, at the game, being like, "What are you doing?" And we're like, <laughs> "We're at a basketball game." <laughs> the music plays the. It was just the strangest, and you see, you could tell when like a celebrity would walk in because like that's where the crowd would go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could feel it. Like it was just so strange. Yeah, I was at a Clippers Warrior game that Jay Z and Beyonce were at, and people were not. They were playing the Golden State Warriors, who at the time uh, might have been undefeated. (laughs) uh, They weren't undefeated because it was in January, but they were like on the path to be the greatest regular season team ever. And people were just staring at Beyonce. Yeah. Do you know she was in Gold Member? She was in Gold Member. It's one of her best. Austin Powers also in Gold Member. People don't. She has an interesting career where it's like she did a lot of stupid shit, and everybody's like, "Nope, she's the no, best. she's the queen, she's the queen." And we're like, "Really?" Because she seems fine. I don't know if all of those things were good. <laughs> you guys are gonna get in trouble Uh-oh. with the Bay Hive. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I I was I got like the Grammys this year. Uh, a friend of mine was nominated, so I got to hear like weird stuff and then like Ian Carmel and some people wrote for it mm-hmm. so for some reason like peripherally I was I got a lot of inside Grammy <laughs> where I'd never <laughs> given a shit just like hearing stuff yeah but people in the music industry do seem to be like openly scared of Beyonce and Jay-Z like yeah. they must have like a lot of power that like the lay person doesn't understand because like music in like both sides like the writers my friend, they're like, there's something about those two. Like, they have a lot of weird pool. Well, and I was they, like, well, he was a drug dealer, legit. <laughs> so they're the ultimate power couple. Uh, speaking of power couples, let's go to the news. This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. One of the NBA's own power couples, Mello and Lala, have separated. Oh, Lala Mello so- Anthony. <laughs> oh, what? A, now, what I is like Lala, Lala actually famous for? She was an M- she was on MTV. Was she she a is VJ? on Power. 
Yeah, but that was... <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was a VJ. Okay, and she's she, sort of an actress. Yeah, she had a reality show about Mello and Lala, right? Oh, she's the star of that, that movie La La Land. No. no. Where she, no. she wants to open a jazz club? No, there are no... There, there's No, there are no black women in La La Land. Ah, uh, no. okay, no. okay. Um, anyway, so this is the second big... Uh, Power couple, New York, New York Knicks-related divorce this year, huh? I mean, not full divorce, but Phil, because Phil and Jeannie Buss also separated earlier this year. Um, is basketball out of love in New York? <laughs> See, initially I thought this was a deal where, um, you know, when like a, a big guy will get, will get hit in the post mm -hmm. when he's got the ball, and then he'll come down on the other end and commit a foul. Yeah. I thought that maybe had happened with Phil Jackson, where it was, was like Jay Moore bodied him in the paint and took Jeannie away from him, and then he decided he was going to drive Carmelo Anthony out of town. You just dropped a that. bombshell on Billy Wayne Davis. Did you know that Jay Moore is dating Jeannie Buss now? President of the Lakers and Jay Moore. She went from Phil Jackson... To Jay Moore. <laughs> Actually, it's so a weird... Jay Moore is not with Nikki Cox anymore. Nah, they're getting. And... Well, the weird thing is that somehow we started talking about mm -hmm. this on the podcast like a month ago, uh -huh. and just today there was like a radar online story that was Jay Moore secretly dating Jeannie Buss, and it's not like we broke a story because we had any information. Dave's Dave just saw him at a together. game, and then we sort of looked on Twitter and was like, oh, I guess these guys are dating now. Yeah. But, yeah, he's in the middle of a horrible divorce from Nikki Cox, apparently. Which wow. was announced the same month Phil and Jeannie announced their breakup, by the way. Do you... Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's right? so weird, right? <laughs> That's weird. So, so anyway, yeah, I thought, I thought at first this is one of the reasons Phil Jackson's driving Carmelo Anthony out of town. Because Mello has the no trade because he doesn't want to leave New York because Lala doesn't want to leave New York. And now he's talking about accepting a trade. And I thought this was through. But why does Phil hate him so much? Because uh, I don't know. He signed him to that extension. That's what I like, don't. He and, wasn't stuck with him And at here's all. my thing. I've read a lot of Phil Jackson's books. Mm -hmm. Sacred Hoops. I've read that one. <laughs> um <laughs> And then I've read the eleven, which yeah. is um, it just doesn't seem like his method of doing things. Do you know what I mean? Well, the constantly leaking stuff in the media does sound like him, but the but, just openly saying mean shit. Yeah, is not no, his that's thing. new. I mean, he that's, straight up. That's what I'm saying. That's the oddest part of that to he me. He straight up said. They want him to trade him this week, and now he's in trouble with the Players Association. Michelle Roberts is going after him. Right. Well, but that, and that's the kind of stuff I'm like, that doesn't seem like, that seems out of character. No. And it, I'm not saying Phil Jackson's not a dickhead. No, no. No, he, no, no. It, Like, he seems like, he's just one of those dudes that's like, he's uber successful, uber yeah, competitive. He's, but he's passive aggressive, not but aggressive he, aggressive. Well, and he needs, he needs Buddhism to bring him down to be a person. I understand yeah, yeah. who we're dealing with. <laughs> but I'm saying he's also self-aware enough not to be like, we want this dude out. 
who's listening? I'll talk to somebody. Yeah. That's a weird. That's why I don't understand their dynamic. Well, I think he's lashing out. I think. I think honestly, he's. You know, he was with Jeannie Buss for like seventeen years, maybe more than that. Um, and so I kind of think his he's legit her. lonely. You know. Yeah. Well, but he was doing this kind of stuff with Mello before the Jeannie Buss breakup. But this is the year he's been trying to get. He was trying to get him to waive his no trade clause. And that made sense. Yeah, he's trying to make Mello's life so bad. Mello oh, he's like a, a trade. He's but like then, a terrible LA landlord. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's doing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, we're not going to fix that. I mean, technically, you Mello, could take us to jail, yeah. but you could take us to court, but or you could just leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mello just goes up and is like, uh, "The Derrick Rose is broken. Could you <laughs> do something about that? Uh, it's not even showing up." And he's like, "Well, you know, you could." Wave your no trade clause. Um, yeah. So yeah, this <laughs> yeah. all you can leave. You this can all out. happened, and then it came out that Mello and Lala are getting a divorce. Uh, I feel bad for Mello. Well, do you know why they're getting a divorce? Well, oh, okay. I was going to get to that. I felt bad for Mello until today, when page six. Uh, I love that you guys love the NBA so much. You're following the like the gossip. Well, I was well, is, I was writing this is what at this show is. I had to. <laughs> I, I was actually. I, I had to. I was writing a thing for Yard Barker right before we recorded, and I had to take it back and rewrite the mellow part because I didn't know he got a stripper pregnant. I had some good jokes about uh, you know makeup calls yeah. and makeup sex and. Nope. A few months. That's ago, not gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> not when you impregnate a stripper. Yeah. A few months ago, he impregnated a stripper. Apparent, allegedly. Allegedly. He's allegedly. claiming that that's not true. Okay. Lala's camp, I think, is also claiming that's not true. But well, it, it's a it's not a good look for anyone no. at all. Yeah. Uh, Even the strippers, like, Ugh. yeah. But uh, he's he's not really. It's kind of a shell of himself as a player right now. <laughs> She's embarrassed. <laughs> I just. I wish it was three years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, proud of his father. <laughs> According, let me read you a section from uh, the page six bombshell today. Yes. According to page six, one source said Mello's tagline was "She's married, I'm not." That's how he would justify it. His attitude is that all professional athletes do it, and many of them do. Lala has put up with a lot. She knew it was going on, but I guess this time she's had enough. Oh my God! Well, there's a straw, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a reason that's a cliche. It's like, okay, all right. Well, and the straw was I can put up with your cheating if we're gonna still live in New York City, but if you're getting traded to the Utah Jazz, go fuck yourself. Well, it is that. I mean, marriage is that thing of like, like I think the United States has that Puritan subconscious about what marriage is but to some people the intellectuals are like no no no, we get to live here and you can do that yeah i I mean that's a whatever yeah no i mean i i really think that geography probably was more of a deal breaker because she's got a career yeah and i think she's a new york person too like yeah yeah, that's the whole reason he got traded there in the first place yeah i mean they didn't like denver she couldn't make I'm just I'm TV. just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just I mean, he It would be awesome if she had just opened some kind of like she really got in on the ground floor and she just had this Lala's empire of dispensaries. Lala's weed. Yeah. <laughs> Lala weed. So on top of all of this, uh here's what's backfiring with Phil's uh 
Gambit. Phil's mellow Gambit here. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, their, the future of the Knicks, uh, is so fed up with the drama, he skipped the team meetings this week and went back to... Where's Kristaps from? Lit- Latvia? Yeah, he's from Latvia. He went back to Latvia and says he's not coming back for the summer. I mean, well, that's fine. Isn't that didn't Derrick Rose not show up to an actual to game? To an actual game. Yeah. yeah. Derrick Rose I mean, just none of that bodes well for <laughs> yeah. that organization at all. And then they kick it out. Yeah, the only person who wanted Oakley. to be at a game this year was Charles Oakley and they kicked and him they out. kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to I got to say anytime a guy is sort of like, "Hey, I'm not going to come back from the summer." And you're like, "Oh no. What are they going to do?" I guess just renew his rookie contract for the next three seasons. And they did figure it out. No, I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't really have any leverage to go anywhere. Like, like he's like, I'm not coming back from the summer. It's like, well, you weren't really obligated to anyway. So that's fine. I still think you want him happy. Yeah, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I don't think they, I don't think the Knicks care. No, (laughs) I don't think, I think that dude is like, he's like the owner in major league. (laughs) When she's like, the worse we do, the better it is for the money. And he's like, I think that that's yeah. how he is. He he's they're going to have that get banned. Like, no, that's a straight business. Man. Well, that's yeah. what they're going to do is uh, they'll put up like a, a cardboard cutout of James Dolan. And every time they win a game, they smash <laughs> a single from JD in the straight <laughs> shot. All right. It's amazing the Knicks ability. Uh, that we are in the middle of the NBA playoffs, and our lead story was about the Knicks being sad again. Number Look, one LeBron, LeBron is going to have to. It, it could affect the playoffs, right? D Wade, all the banana boat guys now are going to have a curfew. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel Union is not. They all went on vacation as couples. Yep. I'm thinking Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and Chris Paul are also on thin ice with their uh, significant <laughs> others this week. Yeah, that that it's coming out and he's like, well, Carmelo's like, all NBA players do that. Except for my three closest friends, LeBron I, and Chris Paul. I don't think that's a... <laughs> no, no, they all know. I think everyone seems aware. Yeah, <laughs> Have you ever been around, been around any female, whether she likes sports or not, is like, I like NBA guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Every female. Yeah, every female <laughs> that I know is like NBA guys. I'm like, yeah, they make them. They're tall, dark, and han- like even <laughs> if they're not handsome, they're rich. So it's like, yeah, and they're not in like a sport where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go crazy in my 40s because of all the shots I took. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're like, no, I'm in really good shape yeah. and I'm a multimillionaire and I might die of a heart condition, but you know, it's gonna be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to blow my, my chest out so that doctors can look at my brain. Um, speaking of the banana boat, you guys. Oh. Uh, I mainly just want to gloat about the thing. I called that Bulls upset this weekend, you guys. I said the Bulls are going to beat the Celtics in six, and the Bulls are up one to nothing so far. Um, so that, there's a weird thing about the Chicago Bulls where they've won 20 straight home games that were broadcast on TNT. They are unbeatable when they are on TNT. So, like, they, they, the, the Heat would come to town with LeBron and Dwayne Wade, and they just handle them. Warriors on a winning streak didn't matter. So they haven't lost 
a home game on TNT in like four years. The TNT Bulls are like the Harlem Globetrotters. And apparently it doesn't, it's not necessarily the case when they're on the road, but they did win on TNT yeah. this weekend. And I think four of the remaining six games are all going to be on TNT as well. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Have you put, have you put money on I your haven't. hunch? I haven't, but I'm not that confident. I don't want to root for the Bulls exactly because the Bulls were almost as depressing as the Knicks this year. I want to put like 20 bucks. Do it. I mean, they're definitely like a worse team, but the Celtics just keep drafting guys who are 6'2 to 6'5. Yeah. They've had all these first-round picks, and they just won't draft a power forward or anything so they play the bulls and they always play like great defense they shoot better and then the they bulls get, get 20 rebound. more rebounds than them just because they have taller guys <laughs> and they have not addressed that one bit in the three years if anything the celtics getting... are getting shorter yeah they are they are yeah yeah i mean they have they have the shortest good player yeah isaiah thomas is like five eight he's like five, you talk eight. about nepotism just paying off <laughs> for the Celtics because he wasn't like great. He wasn't that great in college. Isaiah no. Thomas, yeah, yeah, but his dad oh, he's isn't not the actual related. Isaiah Thomas. His he's actually he's named, named after him, right? Yeah, but oh, it was a bet. His dad son of a bitch. didn't even see. Like I just assumed Isaiah Thomas. Now his I, I believe the story. I could be getting this wrong. He's named Isaiah Thomas because he lost a bet to some friend who's and that friend was a big fan of the Detroit Pistons. Like that's a rough bet to explain to your wife. Yeah, but at least it's spelled correctly. Well, I mean, let alone explain and then convince her to do that. <laughs> Cuz you can explain it and then she's still going to be like, "Yeah, no." I mean, I didn't make that bet. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm the one doing the work. Yeah, he made an ill-advised bet. Uh, Holy shit. <laughs> he liked uh, the Lakers beat the Pistons in the 88 finals, and he said, this like, I guess his father is Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> um, and then he bet that the Lakers would, would three-peat in 1989, uh, costing... Pat Riley, millions of dollars, and also costing Isaiah Thomas his name. Oh, you know what? Oh, and her, his mom only insisted that he spell it the Bible way instead of the Isaiah the Bible Thomas way. way instead yeah. of the Isaiah Thomas. That's way. a real religious person. Yeah. Like you, you know, it the, the Bible. Bible. Do it the Bible way. Like in like in the book. You know that that one book I'm supposed to read all the time. Um, so yeah, the Bulls, I'm telling you, but here's the real reason I was into the Bulls. It's, uh, I picked the Bulls. I didn't say this this week, but it's because the Bulls always do the opposite of what they're, at least in the last few years, always do the opposite of what their fans want. And their fans want the coach and the GM fired. And winning a first-round playoff series would be just enough to not have that get them fired. They banded together, so they're they're banded together against their own fans. Yeah, and so then my prediction about what's going to happen is that the Bulls are going to win this series. The fans are finally going to get on board to love this team, and then they are going to embarrass themselves terribly in the second round, like swept. 
uh, and blown out in every game. Yeah. Well, and I think also the Celtics fans have been kind of cheering guys that they want the Celtics to trade for mm-hmm. or sign as free agents. I think that's going to backfire on them. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Rockets blew out OKC. Sean, how do you feel about that game? Uh, it was not close. The thing, I I was watching it, and just I felt bad for Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Just because he had like such a great season, and then his teammates were really, really bad in that game. Andre Roberson went four from six for three, though. That can continue, right? Uh, Victor Oladipo, I think, missed <laughs> uh. 11 of his 12 <laughs> shots or something. But but just watching the game, it was just weird because the Rockets kept missing threes, and they didn't really get a lot more turnovers. And even though James Harden was playing, they didn't get more free throws. Mm-hmm. They just got way more rebounds than, than Oklahoma City. Yeah. And that's weird because that's the one thing Oklahoma City is supposed to be able to do. That's the whole idea yeah. is you have, you have Westbrook surrounded by guys who play D and get rebounds. Yeah, and they couldn't get rebounds. They didn't do any of those Against things. Trevor Ariza. Um, that was weird. So should OKC worry, Sean? You know, I mean, if they steal another game, though, they're suddenly in position. It's like, you know, it kind of doesn't matter if you get blown out on the road i don't think yeah, even no. though that's it's a bummer but you know it's all they have to do is win one of these road games yeah i don't i don't know they didn't it did not look promising they'll but get one westbrook make some westbrook's gonna score like 60 games they got a good games, coach but... i think i think westbrook's gonna go for like 45 points yeah a game he's too. gonna score like 50 points in yeah. one of these games um all right joe johnson seven-time all-star Greatest player in history. He made a game-winning <laughs> shot against the Clippers, and Chris Paul got really mad. Uh, yeah, but it was so – I watched that. It was like the laziest game-winning oh, so It sh- was like Joe Johnson's yeah, it whole was just, career. It was the Joe Johnson. It bounced on the rim like four times. It was before so – and it, like at the end, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was the Joe Johnsonist thing of all time. Well, it was anticlimactic. It, I know. I know this wasn't actually true. It felt like he shot it with five seconds to go, and it finally dropped through the net as the buzzer was expiring. Like it was just that slow and soft a shot. And yeah, it's such a. It's like he's had this old man game since he was twenty six. Of just these, he can get open a little bit. Shoots it really soft. But he scores. He scores. He just scores over and over. I know. I mean, I grew up. I know that, like, I just pictured, like, three dudes I grew up with that were, like, not that athletic and not that even great at basketball, mm-hmm. but <laughs> just knew how to, like, you look and you're like, yeah, I had 35 points. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and you look and you're like, you did. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no one really watches me. <laughs> I'm just kind of over here. I do a lot of bank shots. Yeah. yeah. It's like a high probability. Like, yeah, <laughs> I went and played in college for four years. No one knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that kind of game is why Joe Johnson's name is not Joe Johnson. It's seven-time All-Star Joe Johnson. He was an he's an All-Star seven times. He's See? been an All-Star seven times. He scored his twenty thousandth point this year. What you're looking like? <laughs> he's a guy you don't think of at all, and then. He's like, yeah, I like to play. I like to play. Yeah, you know who else made game. seven All Star teams? Tracy McGrady. So Tracy McGrady made the Hall of Fame. I'm like, yeah, of course Tracy McGrady's in the Hall of Fame. 
And then you look and you're like, well, you made the same number of All-Star teams as Joe Johnson. <laughs> Joe Johnson scored like 3,000 more points. You know what's <laughs> weird? Tracy McGrady is Vince Carter's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. And Tracy McGrady's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Vince Carter's He's still, still playing. playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's starting. Weird. He's starting for the Memphis Grizzlies. That says a lot. I think. Yeah, that's that's I mean, good for it Vince. It says a lot about how but good also, Vince yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. I like I mean the Grizzlies to me are like the Timberwolves and the Bucks. We're like they're those teams where I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those teams. Oh yeah. Like the only reason I keep up with the Timberwolves is because I follow Joe Mandy on mm-hmm. Right, Twitter. right, right. Like he's like their biggest, yeah. Like PR, I think he's their biggest PR tool. T- tool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but like the Grizzlies, and they're in Tennessee. Well, and the Grizzlies' entire thing is, we've got a Gasol. Like we'll always like, have. We a will Gasol. always have a Gasol. That it's also it's weird that they make the playoffs every year, mm-hmm. but they're always between the eight seed and the six seed. Which is kind of amazing that like you, they don't they never miss the playoffs. Yeah, but they're also never that good. They're never. But they've great. also made the Western Conference Finals. But yeah. I think they're gritty, and I think that's yeah. their like I think that's their PR campaign too. Is it's like it's something about like being like we'll get in the dirt or like we'll we'll elbow with you. You know, yeah, like we're what like, if yeah. hustle and flow was a basketball yeah, team? Yeah, it's like we'll first forty eight you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, like I remember seeing that driving through Memphis. I was like, oh, they've nailed that. Like their PR play department is great because they've nailed that city. You're like, hey, watch yourself. Yeah, you're, you're in Memphis, and that's how our basketball team is too. And you're like, okay, that's fair. Uh, it's interesting you bring up basketball branding because one of our playoff teams has branded themselves in the weirdest way possible. Did you know that the Washington Wizards this year refer to themselves as Death Row DC? That's so <sighs> weird to me. <laughs> well, if we can't call each, call ourselves the Bullets anymore, we're going to get something in there. Yeah, we'll make sure you think about murder when you think about Washington and professional sports. So, Look, we our guys can't have gun gun duels in the locker room anymore. And we can't call ourselves the Bullets, so let's name ourselves after a record company that was also sort of like a League of Assassins. Yeah. I mean, they did. It's weird that this is happening now because Javaris Crittenden actually went to jail for murder uh, several years ago. I did go to jail for murder. I did. Um, And it's it's like also good at free throws. It's kind of a weird thing too that it's it's uh oh we're we're death row DC. This is uh this is fun even though everybody was commemorating the the anniversary of BIG's passing 100% got murdered by Suge Knight, right? Yeah. Who's this? Uh the notorious BIG without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> like like for sure, but everyone's like, "Ah, eh, they're still pretty great." Yes, no, that that's the thing that Suge, like you bring up the death. Suge Knight is like a like he's a legit scary bad person. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's killed a lot of he's people. He's yeah. the Javaris Crittenden of hip hop. <laughs> I mean, he's been convicted of at least one murder, even before he met all yeah. those guys. And he does like he does murders. Yeah, he murdered yeah. a guy with a truck while they were making straight out of Compton. My friend who worked for the BBC. Uh, went to interview people in the neighborhood in Compton 
uh-huh. when that happened. And he was like, and people are terror. He was like, like even him telling the story, he's like, people are scared of that dude. He's yeah. like, they won't, they wouldn't talk yeah. to me at all. And then he called me when Straight Outta Compton came out, and like the premiere night. He was like, do you want to go see that movie in Compton with me? And I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) And even when the guy, like the character Suge Knight, you could feel it in (laughs) the theater, just the guy playing Suge Knight. You could feel it, and then people would be like, I don't like him. Yeah, it's a bad guy. It's a bad guy. It was the weirdest thing. So that guy's a bad dude. That's so, crazy. Well, let me read you this quote about the Washington, the D, the death row DC Wizards, uh, from the vertical. Yeah, Morris even assigned I don't want nickname- to get mad. Uh, Morris even assigned nicknames to his teammates to match the superstar personalities of that legendary label, Death Row Records. Wall would be too sh- Tupac. John Wall is Tupac Shakur because John is a little crazy. Uh, Morris, a mild-mannered guy who could snap in an instant, would be Snoop Dogg. Bradley Beal is Dr. Dre because there's no death row without Dr. Dre. Well, that's a bad reason. That's not even who true. Who is Bojan Bogdanovic? That's my question. That's the uh, Dr. Dre is he like Devin the Dude? Is he like <laughs> George Clinton? <laughs> uh, I mean, he... No, he's Hammer. Oh yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. like a yeah, weird guy. You're like, I don't know if he fits, and you bring him in kind of at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny. That I don't know ass- if he. Okay, <laughs> so you can give him a tattoo. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, Some, a barbell and a tattoo. So, and he said, Suge Knight is the uh, is uh, the wizard's security guy, David Best. Um, which, what's going on with that wizard security guy if he's Suge Knight? What's yeah, he no, doing? Like, is he secretly it sounds like running s- this team via fear? It sounds I, like they're not familiar with yeah. who Death Row Records is. Really yeah, is. I think that's, I think that's well, right. I, actually, I think he hung Thomas Sadoransky out a window. Oh. Uh, that's why. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but also, they these are not... Do you, do you think of Snoop Dogg as a mild-mannered guy who could snap in an instant? No. No. I don't think of him ever snapping ever. I mean, I think if it, if he does snap, he's gonna text somebody to do the snapping for him. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's how. Maybe he if he snapped. was on the sidelines, like coaching a youth football game, I could see him snapping. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Uh oh. The other question I had was: Should Warren G feel insulted that he was left out? I think he's Trey Burke. Oh no, he's Brandon Jennings. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So my question is. Uh, I mean, the thing that bums me out about this is, you know, if, if Washington, D.C., where if a basketball team's going to be a record label, they should be Discord. <laughs> they should be Discord records. Discord records. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary punk, rock, punk label Discord yeah. records. <laughs> like, I want to see the Discord wizards. <laughs> so who's, who, who's John Wall in the Discord family? I mean, he's... Uh, clearly, um, shit. What's his name? Uh, McKay. Yeah, he's Ian McKay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I would say Markeith Morris is bad brains for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Beal is um, Q and not you. He's <laughs> <laughs> 
And Marcine Gortat is the house, is Discord house. He's oh, he's just, just Discord house. house. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true because the wizard's attendance is so bad that you can go for $5 in any game. Mm-hmm. That's the aesthetic that they try to keep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right. like Wizard's Gear is just blank. It's weird. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, we have an ad read, Sean. You want to do that? All right. We have a new sponsor. Uh, it's tax time, everyone. And whether you're a wildly successful, renowned journalist or a comedian slash man nanny regularly selling his plasma to buy expired cans of food, the IRS is tough. It's even tougher when you're distracted by beautiful women routinely throwing themselves at you, as happened to all podcasters in Los Angeles. But now there's a solution. H&R Cockblock. At H&R Cockblock, a tax preparation specialist accompanies you to a bar for your audit. They go through finding the maximum deductions and exemptions to help out your tax bill. And if a prospective sexual partner approaches, they'll immediately tell an unflattering story about you. Whether it's problems with your 1040 form or a bad decision fueled by drinking a 40, H&R Cockblock is right there for you. It's a dual process. Aren't you married is an important question for the IRS and also a question that repels nearly anyone in a bar. Whether they're interested or not, marriage is a bummer. And what's more effective cock block than making someone admit exactly how much money they made last year? The list goes on. Embarrassing medical procedures, maintenance on your crappy car, gaps in unemployment. They're all crucial in reducing your tax liability and attractiveness. Maybe you don't want to immediately reveal that you have kids, but your tax preparer certainly will. Right now, H&R Cockblock is offering 30% off its normal rate, but you do have to drive the specialist home afterwards, and they have to get up early. And for the ladies, we offer the same service in the form of H&R Clam Jam. H&R Cockblock, taxing your patients since 1969. That's a, that's a weird one. Who is that for? I don't know. Um, you know what is... What is for though? What's that? The people. Yeah. We got a we got a listener call. We have a listener call. Yeah, it's from David in Memphis. Okay. And he asks First half we shot nineteen points. Shots nineteen shots in the paint and we had six free throws. They shot eleven times in the paint and they had twenty three free throws. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Overall, thirty five times we shot the ball in the paint. We had fifteen free throws for the game. They shot 18 times in the paint and had 32 free throws. Kawhi shot more free throws than our whole team. Explain it to me. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class, and he just plays the game. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. You know, I know Pop's got pedigree, and I'm a young rookie, but they're not going to rook us. That's unacceptable. That was unprofessional. My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game, and they did not even give us a chance take that for data uh that's not a question please call back with questions uh we don't take not questions on the phone all right sorry we don't mean to we don't mean to rook you uh <laughs> mr mr david and let's talk to let's talk to our guest some more billy wayne davis okay that was, a, that was a good ad oh thank you that was a good ad we, we have good sponsors you do just, it's usually one episode at a time though. <laughs> i do like that line Aren't you married? <laughs> uh, that's what somebody asked Carmelo Anthony. No, they didn't. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
So, Sean, you have a game you want to play with uh, well, Billy? Well, I just, I just know that there are some famous NBA Waynes that I wanted to, to, to go through with you. Okay. Uh, did you know the Memphis Grizzlies have a Wayne? Or did not? They Wayne Selman. They, they have Wayne Selman. Yeah. He's only been on the team for like a month. but Yeah, he should been... be playing less than James Ennis, but for some reason he's playing more. He's, he's like the eighth man on the team. <laughs> uh, Reggie Miller is a Wayne. He's Reggie Wayne Miller. I feel like uh, Reggie Miller is the um, Ned Flanders of basketball. He's so corny. He is the corniest. Yeah. Like hearing him like on the – on the NCAA tournament this year, like it was just so I was, I, I said there and I was like, Oh, I get how he got under people's skin. It's because he's really good. He's really good at basketball. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just put, that's, that's not even a question, but just how corny and, and just kind of, Hey guys, hey, hey, I'm, hey, did you see me hit that <laughs> shot? Oh, it's me. I could just see where guys are like, I'm going to kill this dude. Yeah. I'm going to kill like, just, Especially somebody like Jalen Rose or somebody mm-hmm. like or or Sparks, the, I can see where oh. Sparks is like I'm gonna I'm just gonna murder him. Yeah, I'm just gonna murder this kid. I mean, I I feel like Spike Lee, if he were a little bit taller, might have actually punched him on the court. <laughs> yes, because yeah, it's just a suburban kid going like, hey. I'm I'm doing good, eh? I'm doing really good. <laughs> when they have him bantering with the other TNT guys, I feel like they do that just to diffuse all the tension. Where after they talk to Reggie Miller, they look at each other, and Charles Barkley's like, "Yeah, Shaq's not that bad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I, There's worse people um, than Shaquille O'Neal. Also, no one has ever flown a banner that says "Shaq, stay away from my wife." Yeah, they did that to Reggie Miller. To who? To some guy flew a banner over, uh, like you know, uh, on yeah. a plane, and then it said Reggie Miller, stay away from my wife. Was he trying to? Fuck the guy's wife. I think I mean, he probably was. You probably don't the hire a plane unless you're pretty sure. But I don't know. What a weird. <laughs> That's a very strange. All use of that. Of your Every resource. Everything about that is weird. <laughs> Reggie wife trying to fuck a married lady. The dude being like, "I'll show him." <laughs> I'm just imagining the guy at the airplane company just going, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, sure? you, you don't mind if I call your bank make sure this <laughs> check clears? Because you're obviously not right. <laughs> this will show him. <laughs> All right, we've got more Waynes. Uh, so Kevin Durant's- Noah Arena has a roof, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant is a Wayne. He's Kevin Wayne Durant. Nah, I could see that. He seems like, he, that he seems seems like a, a Wayne, yeah. He does yeah. have a Wayne quality about him. <laughs> um, Tree Rollins, famous Tree Rollins. His first name was actually Wayne. I can see why we went with Tree. Yeah. Do <laughs> uh, you guys ever see pictures third. of Kevin Durant like in the club? It all, it's, uh, he's, I mean, I, I see him all the time, and mm-hmm. it never fits for some reason to me. I'm always like, what is he doing there? <laughs> yeah. I just don't know why I don't think of him as like a club guy. It's like I mean, I think he is. I think he's he's single. He's yeah. like no, and he is no. He definitely he. Yeah. I see pictures of him all the time at stuff like that. But I, every time I see it, and I, and it's all the time. I do think the same thing. Like, I wonder why they invited him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because he's so kind of quiet and mild mannered. Yeah. 
Well, he he moves in a very smooth way, yeah. too. Where I think one of the differences when you look at him in Westbrook is we were even watching the first game the Warriors had in the playoffs. He had like 34 points. And you look back and you're like, oh, he was just, you know, gliding. slicing, gliding. Yeah, yeah he yeah. looked like he wasn't taking any steps. He was just like... His points were so much less. He led the Warriors in points, and I cannot remember a single one. He dunked <laughs> like, like five times. <laughs> I yeah. remember everything very... Draymond Green and Steph Curry did in that game, but I remember nothing. He's just not but, flashy, so you don't think <laughs> of him like as like he a... hypnotized yeah. me. Like, uh, even if he fucks your wife, you're like, eh, that's, that's okay. I mean, that's he fine. made the bed afterwards. Yeah, yeah so. it was like, I didn't even know he was here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was home when they did it. Yeah. I did not realize... They kind of don't know how to use him in commercials either. They're well, he and he doesn't seem like somebody's be like, "This is how I'm funny." He's yeah. just like, "Okay, I'm gonna be here for an hour." So, what do you need me to do? <laughs> I did work with a guy who was uh, a PA on the set of Thunderstruck. Okay, which is a movie, a low budget film about. They get struck by lightning. I a believe child. a ball gets struck by lightning, and I believe and then... Kevin Garnett and a child, a white child. Switch ba- oh thank you. Switch basketball ability. That is important. Yeah. And they, they filmed it during the lockout. And so uh I guess when they were making it, uh Durant's like it was just you know, did the work, not flashy, went to his trailer, uh wasn't a prima donna, but he said, you know, I just this is the diet I have to eat. And so my friend who was a PA and the other guys arranging it were like, Well, I guess this is what we're buying for craft services. And he said everyone who worked on the movie lost like 15, 20 pounds over the course of it because they were just eating this healthy. Because he was like, low hey, I have to eat this because of my job. I so. have yeah. To, yeah, I have to eat this human growth hormone. And the, um. and the movie was low budget enough where they're like, well, we're not making two lunches. Everyone's eating the Durant lunch. And, and everyone's like, I feel great. I feel amazing. <laughs> like, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I have a strange desire to go to the club. <laughs> but no one's going to know I'm there. No one's going to know. It's always like, yeah, it's like him and like Drake and stuff, too. So you're like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like how are... Drake think... and Steph Curry hanging out seems less weird. Yes. Even though Steph Curry's a bigger nerd. Yes. Yeah. Steph Curry is cornier than Reggie Miller. You no, know, you're without a doubt. Well, but, except he doesn't try to make jokes the same way. Yeah. No. He and he, he knows he's got it. good timing even with like yeah. yeah, he knows his place more than Reggie more. Reggie Reggie Miller has a sun tattoo around his belly button. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's like trying Dave very Navarro? hard. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah I, it's, I just wanted to make a Dave, Dave Navarro Navarro. joke. My favorite Dave, it's my favorite Zach Galifianakis joke. He's like, I do an impression of Dave Navarro looking in the mirror, but it takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best jokes of all That's time. It's really good. Uh, hold on. Let me give you a couple more famous Waynes. Wayne Embry is a Hall of Famer. He was nicknamed mm-hmm. The Wall. Are you sure that's not a hockey player? That it sounds does. like a hockey yes. player. It really does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just to show you how he played in the early 60s, mm-hmm. so they called him the wall because he was so big and strong. And if you six, came eight. down to the middle, I'll punch you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 6'8". That's how big he was. 6'8", which is like a shooting guard now. Yeah, right. Yeah. But also that's like three inches taller than Bill Russell. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Bill Russell was only like 6'5". Wow. I have a Bill Russell story. Whoa. Yeah, please. Uh, he lives in Seattle. Okay. 
Um, yes, I am thinking of Bill Russell. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, he lives in Seattle. Um, I did not know this at the time, but I was at this. There's this 24 hour like nice steakhouse. Mm-hmm. It's called Thirteen Coins, and it's like a nice steak. It's like a place where you can go get good like luxury food if for a better for 24 hours. So we're there. I'm in this booth. Um, I'm there with my ex-wife. She was my girlfriend or the wife at my wife at the time. And, uh, we like, I ordered a steak. It was like after a show. Um, and there was like a bar, but they had these huge seats, these big leather, like bar seats there. It's a really cool place. Um, and you can sit at the bar, but it's like the kitchen. You can see the kitchen. And I noticed the guy when I sit down, I was like, that looks like NBA legend. Bill Russell, <laughs> just just in a passing thought, but I was uh-huh. like, "That's not him." But in my head, I was like, "That looks like him." Um, but it was like a Tuesday, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm eating the steak, and I got some eggs, and just it was like a great meal. And I look up, and dude is getting a hand job, like he's got like look, he's got like department store sweatpants on. Allegedly, keep going, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Sure. He was, or she was looking for his wallet in the middle of his pants. And, uh, he's, she's just jerking him off. And like, like, I guess it was kind of, it wasn't obvious, but from where our booth was, it was incredibly obvious. It was like eye line to me. Just like, I literally just looked up and was like, okay, I can't, uh, so then I went home that night, got stoned, and was, like, on the internet. I was like, where does Bill Russell, where's, like, was he? And it was like, he currently lives in Seattle. I was like, that was fucking Bill yeah. Russell getting a hand job. That's who I saw getting a hand job at the And he, plan- he planned that in advance because he wore the sweatpants. And I don't fault anyone in that situation. It was just, like, one of those. The funniest part to me was me leaving and going immediately to my bong and then opening <laughs> <laughs> the like, laptop and I gotta like, take care of like, business like, and then I gotta do I some like, detective I ju- I'm work. just curious if he like if he's in town for something <laughs> and then it was like <laughs> oh he's in town because that's where his house lives yeah. <laughs> so that was him <laughs> yeah and then that's I would I, I, yeah then after that I would see him out at events every now and then and be like yeah that was him that's every yeah. time <laughs> And it's a weird thing in my head because he's, like, pretty famous and, like, well-respected in the Mm -hmm. NBA Mm because you see him pop up at games and stuff, and you're like, so I'm getting a hand job. Yes, you see him pop up at steakhouses. Yeah, (laughs) it's like sometimes I've seen him get get masturbated before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that's one of the top three NBA hot gossip takes on the podcast. Sure is. I forget who burned Reggie Miller's house down, but somebody burned Reggie Miller's house down. It wasn't down. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. It was right. not Lisa <laughs> Left Eye Lopez. That would have been amazing if she's like, I just want to, I'm like the Bo Jackson it's, of our scene. Just <laughs> burn down a house of somebody in every sport. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking to date A-Rod next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Do we have any other? Hold on. I think oh, Wayne, Wayne Ellington, you probably... Don't. Well, you don't hate North Carolina. I saw so. him getting a blowjob at a burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, oh, Greg Oden. Uh, his middle name is Wayne. Wayne. His middle name is Wayne. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just go. Let's 
I think it's time, right? It's time for our annual. We do this every episode. Okay. Uh, we match up the the 2016-2017 Super Team Golden State Warriors against other super great teams. teams. Like they faced the Ghostbusters before. Uh, oh, not basketball teams. Just well, they faced basketball. They, teams. But they but... Fa- also faced like Lincoln's team of rivals. Uh-huh. Uh, hmm. um, they lost to the team from Fast and the Furious a couple weeks ago. Like, I, they're just a good team. Yeah, That's well, yeah, they were playing. They were playing basketball while driving cars. So. Yeah, so that was it was tough. But yeah, uh, but this week, um, we're gonna tailor it to you. The Warriors are going up against the 1998 national champion Tennessee Vols. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know, that team went 13 and 0. Yeah, they did. One of the greatest college football. I went teams to every time. home game except for one that year. They I was a had senior in high a school. Brutally hard schedule that year. It was insane. I left the South Carolina game because I thought they were going to lose. My dad stayed. I was dating a girl who was a freshman at UT. I was dating, you know, I was in high school dating a college girl. Not bad. Um, <laughs> way out of my head and did not know what I was doing. Uh, looking back on, it, I was like, she's an idiot. I don't know where she was. Um, so we went back to her dorm, and then we heard the win happen. And my dad was like, you should have stayed. <laughs> and I was like, no one stayed. And he's like, yeah, it's me and about a couple thousand people. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, Al Wilson. That's who, that's, that's who yeah. beat you. He made plays over and over and over again. Yep. That's a five-time pro bowler. That's mm-hmm. who we're giving them. So, it's their quarterback was T. Martin. Yeah. Their running back was Jamal Lewis. Yeah, he was. Uh, he tore his ACL midseason, though. Still a beast. Travis uh, Henry, though. Travis Henry. Long was time their other pro. Five out. foot two. <laughs> Tiny <laughs> man. Wide receiver, Peerless Price. Oh. Uh, Dion Grant. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver. Or uh, free safety. And uh, your linebacker, Al Wilson. Those are who we're giving you. Uh, now, Sean. This also, I think Jason Witten was the tight end as a freshman. Or oh. maybe or maybe he was a – I think may, he and I may be the same age. But maybe not. Well, we'll give him Jason Witten. That's fine. Yeah. Tony Romo will be there. Uh, life, his life partner, Tony Romo, will be there. Uh, so, Sean, you... I think Tennessee wins because of Al Wilson. Well, He's so unstoppable. He's the Draymond Green of football. But, are they playing but, basketball? What are they doing I don't here? think it matters. I think they're playing... Oh, s- if Billy says he doesn't think they're ma- that it matters... I'm saying that they're playing basketball. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because okay. then we've got Al Wilson taking care of Draymond Green. Okay. And mm-hmm. who's guarding Green. Kevin Durant? I would have Dion Grant. Okay. Super athlete. Who's guarding Steph Curry? Uh, either Jamal Peerless Price. Peerless Price is guarding Steph Curry. Who's uh-huh. who's guarding Clay Thompson? Jamal Lewis. Okay. Yeah. I think that's right. And Zaza Pachulia, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, T. Martin just Andre Iguodala is going up against uh, um, maybe Cedric Wilson. No, is that is that the receiver? Yeah, he's a tiny little dude, but oh he's yeah, he's so, not that big. He's fast as fuck. He played for the Niners for a little bit. Yeah, he's uh, one of those dudes that you're like, okay, dude, and then you see him playing around. Oh, okay. Because if he, if he had been on the Patriots. Anytime, like yeah. if he had gone there instead of the Niners, he'd be a legend. Yeah. Because of my hatred of college athletics and of the sport of football, uh-huh. I am taking the Golden State Warriors. I think you're wrong on this. It's just crazy <laughs> athletes. 
The team the team has a lot of heart. Sure. Al uh, Wilson had to stop playing intramural basketball because they just kept destroying people. Oh man. I once uh I once uh That's what people don't realize like those dudes are great athletes at sure. other sports. I'm just saying <laughs> I went um future NFL offensive tackle Langston Walker once ran over me in an intramural basketball game. I tried to take a charge for some reason. It was just asinine. He's 6'7". He weighed not. like 320 as a freshman. Were your feet moving too, probably? Oh, I'm sure they were. My, like, I took like, a block. When you're wetting your pants, your <laughs> feet are usually not set. You don't realize, like, oh, my feet were also moving. Of, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you, you got knocked out. And I'm like, did he knock me that it far? Was like like, no, you actually feet, ran away. My feet realized but. what was happening before my brain did, <laughs> and they tried to move. I tried. I did that my sophomore year playing football. Uh, it was a trap, and they gave it to the fullback. This this man was playing high school football. He was six four, two forty, and I was a free safety. And just I stopped, and I was like, okay. And I broke down, and he saw what was happening, and he was like, cool. I'll just run over this child. Oh. And like literally, he I had cleat marks on my neck, and oh. that's what tripped him. So I tackled him. <laughs> my chin strap flew off, and my face mask hit my nose, and just blood went. I mean, I had a concussion. I mean, yeah. for real, had a concussion. Like oh. I played the next play because the, the coaches, because my dad was a football coach, so he was like, "You just always get up. It fucks with other people unless yeah. your leg's broken." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just pop. I just knew to pop back up. Was looking for my chin strap, found it, and then you could see it on the film, like. I was in the play the next play, and, like, they ran the ball to the right, and I was just drifting to the left going, like, no, nah, I'm not going to go over there anymore. <laughs> and that's when the coach was like, BW. And I turned around. I was like, huh? And they were like, oh, shit. And, like, there's, like, blood everywhere. I'm just holding my chin strap. And they're like, you need to come off. And I was like, I somebody needs to get me. I don't know which way is things. It was like, yeah. And then my mom got mad because they cleaned me up. And my dad came over. He's like, you think you can play? And I was like, sure. And I went back in and caught like a touchdown pass. Oh, wow. But I do not remember it. Oh. <laughs> See, that's – I just wish concussions didn't have this horrible long-term damage because just – Well, they – like Out of get context, or, they're hilarious. Well, one or two, you're okay. Yeah. you're. But, like, that's what – like, I had, like, one or two in high school. Uh-huh. But I didn't – like, these guys, they – that's like every fucking play. Oh, especially if you're a lineman. Yes, it's and it's for like, like a big a decade. Yeah, and a standard move is like, well, you know, you're a pass rusher, so you just hit the lineman as hard as you can with one hand. Yeah, on every single play. And it's uh, like uh, my friend played hockey at a high level. Uh, he didn't make it the NHL, NHL, but he like played. He made money doing it for a while, and I asked him. I was like. Cause I didn't know much about. It. I was like, "How do you compare it to like football?" And he was like, "Oh, football's like." He's like, "The NFL is way worse." He was like, "Like hockey is like, yay!" And then you like you take some hits and you get in a fist fight every now and then. But it's like it's in between football and basketball. Is how uh -huh. he was describing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And he was like, "Football." He's like, "That's like if we go out next to the and we're <laughs> we're at Zanies. He was like, "If we go out and and run into the street and then you ram your ass." into the wall as hard as you can 
and then you do that for two and a half hours. <laughs> He's like, that's what the NFL's like. I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> and then I went and watched the NFL game from the field. I've done it twice. And I had I was a good football player. Like, I got recruited to play in college, but just realized real quick, like, I don't want to do that anymore. Uh-huh. This seems like a nightmare. Um, I'll go play baseball. But I had delusions for a long time, like, oh, I could compete in the NFL. Yeah. I could be, like, a decent defensive back. Like, I was a real good defensive back. And uh, then seeing it that close, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, there is no way I could ever do that. Because, like, those plays on, on like, where it looks like nothing happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, s- second and ten, and it's like, oh, they gained one yard. Yeah. Like, live close up you're like everyone should have died <laughs> how is not like it is amazing people don't die every year like like it feels like when you like walk out of a bar and all of a sudden a street fight happens yeah. you get that feeling you're like oh god those guys are fine that's what every play that close feel you're like okay you guys none of you are getting paid enough for yeah. this this is all that being said, I don't think the volunteers can handle the shooting oh, of the so, Golden State Warriors. You're so <laughs> wrong. Here's what I think happens. I think Three Al Wilson. a lot more than I two. I think Draymond accidentally knees Al Wilson, and in the, in the, mm-hmm. he does his kick move. Al Wilson doesn't respond. He just stares at him, and then Draymond's head falls off sure. from intimidation. I think, then, I think Al Wilson forces a lot of turnovers. I think the volunteers are leading after three quarters. But then what happens? Surprise entry. To the Volunteers football team, Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning's back. Yeah. He's ready oh, to then, play. Then y'all will win. Yeah, <laughs> because so, he does the, nothing the but adds, lose when it matters. They add, they add Steve Spurrier to not the coaching staff. Fan. Not a, then, it's so easy. I'm not yeah. a Peyton fan. It, it yeah. blows Tennessee fans away when I say that. I'm like, I, I was never a Peyton fan. Uh, all he does is choke when it matters. And look at his NFL career. Like, well, he won two Super Bowls. He didn't win them. He had two good defenses. Yeah. And he, you know what? He fucked up a little less than the other guy. He beat Rex Grossman. Yeah. In a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In like a And do you remember monsoon? when Peyton was a freshman and he was comp- competing with that other freshman quarterback, Brandon Stewart? Yeah. I was a Brandon Stewart fan. Oh, interesting. I, I, I was, from the jump, I was never a Peyton fan. Well, you know, he and Tom Brady had the reverse college experience, yeah. too, where Drew Henson, this stud quarterback, kept playing ahead of Tom Brady, and every time Brady played, they'd win, they'd make these crazy comebacks, and they just kept... I don't know if it was because they wanted to keep Drew Henson from playing baseball. Was that the deal? Well, he was like a Yankees guy, Yeah, he right? was like a Yankee first-round pick. But and, I think uh, I think he was like a... Wasn't he a Michigan guy? Wasn't he from Michigan? Yeah, Drew I think he, and he was, you know, top recruit. Yeah. And Tom Brady was not a great high school football player. No. I, I saw he was, like he was one of the teams. Player. I wasn't a huge Tom Brady fan, and I'm still not good. I, I guess the way I, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I saw he was one of the teams I saw from the field. And seeing Tom Brady play at that, that close at that level, he's incredibly impressive. As a football player, well, like I, bet, I can't, I you, anybody. I mean, like I don't care about his politics or anything, and I, I don't like the Patriots. And he seems like kind of a fucking dickhead, but like I'll never take that away. I'm like he's real good at football. Especially it's, after this last Super Bowl, it's like, uh, what do you, what do you want? You can't. What do you want? He knows how to win. It's impressive. Like, do I think they're cheating? Without a doubt. Yeah. But do I think every <laughs> team cheats? Without a doubt. They're just better at it. 
yeah. NFL teams are like. But I think you're right. If crew. you guys put in, if we put in Peyton in the fourth quarter, you guys win. But okay. if we if we put in T Martin, we win. I mean, I still think that basketball players will oh, beat the football players God. no matter what happened. But <laughs> oh, I got to uh, pee so bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all, right. Uh, all right, that's our podcast. That was a fun Warriors one. win. Fly the W, Wru. Uh, Billy, you got anything you want to uh, plug real quick before? I'll be you in go? Denver this. When's this come out? This week? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in Denver all week. Um, just all over. Just Google Billy Wayne Davis, and all that stuff yeah. comes out. And then I'm in San Francisco next week, the 26th. I'm headlining the punchline, and the rest of the week I'm middling, just because I've never done that club. Um, oh, so you'll have a good. You'll time. have a great time. Yeah. No, and the, yeah, I've been waiting 13 years to do that club, and she was like, oh, "I need you to do." And I was like, "Fine, <laughs> uh, uh, fine, I'll do it." Uh, and then the week after that, I'm at Bridgetown. Oh, fantastic! Awesome. All right, Sean, you got anything? A uh, bunch of NBA stuff on Yard Barker. Come to the business every Monday. Oh, yeah, Billy Wayne's in the business next month. And uh, check out the Everything Report every day on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at – well, actually, follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Call us on our Google Voice line, robot insert here, and email us at uh, roundballrockpod at gmail.com. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where this week I tweeted, Bonjour, Paris. <laughs> Trust, the Trust the process. We'll be back with Dave later this week. Bye. Bye. Shut it down. Let's go home. It's lit, fam. I'm coming home. You, uh, you called jazz fans true homers on TNT. And uh, was that meant as a compliment? Or was that meant as something maybe less savory than a Tell me what you took it as. If you're that reaching. If you're reaching that much, you tell me what you took it as. I would think it would be a compliment because exactly. they you like that your means team. they like their team. Yeah. Like, why even try that, though? Like, I've said that before. They're homers. And I said when you go play there, you don't really see, like, opposing teams' jerseys. You know what I mean? Like, they support their team. You know what I mean? Which is good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm how only can asking take because that in they way? seem to be upset about it. I, I, I didn't think it was a, a problem. Oh, well, yeah, like when I go there, I don't see too many like Clippers jerseys. Like they really support their team and it's always been that. So, yes, anybody you reaching if you thinking that's something else. Got to get a different hashtag. Come on, man. <laughs> 